And I was like, you know what? If men are going to treat me terribly, at least they can pay me. I think people just look for a way to judge. I think a lot of it stems from the jealousy of just women having the ability to make quite a lot of money. You have to be consistent on all platforms and pay attention. Hi, welcome to Thrivecast, where we talk about success and what it means to different people. I'm your host, Alana, and today we have Bentley from I Am Bentley on Instagram. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Great. So I guess we'll just jump into it. Um, Thrivecast is all about success and what it means to different people on the internet. So this season is all about OnlyFans. I do OnlyFans. And so I wanted to connect with other creators and get their um, ideas on what success means for them. So cool. So to start, I think I've started following you maybe in the beginning of the pandemic on TikTok because I saw that you were also part of the LGBT community and you also did OnlyFans. And so I've been following you for a while, but I want to hear about your journey, um, how you got started, um, what you did before. But let's just start with um, talking about how you found OnlyFans and what inspired you to start. Okay, so this is kind of a funny story. I was living in LA at the time. This was about two years ago, I think. It was before the pandemic, so maybe a little over two years. Um, and I, I went on a date with this guy, and he it was just an overall really bad experience. He was not nice at all to the point where I, I came home after our date, and I was like, you know what? If men are going to treat me terribly, at least they can pay me for it. And <laughs> so, so you already knew about OnlyFans. Oh yeah. I knew about it. Sorry. I should, I should back up a little. I knew about it just from the internet really. And then I had a girlfriend who was on it, who kind of helped push me to get on it. She was like, Hey, I really think that you'd make good money. You have a bigger following than I do on Instagram and TikTok. So just given that alone, I think you should at least try it. And I was hesitant up until truly this horrible date. And I was like, okay, you know what? Like, <laughs> screw it. I'm just going to try it. So I remember I got home. I called my mom and I said, Hey, how would you feel if I got on OnlyFans? And she said, I don't really know what that is. I said, okay, well, it's a platform where you can post essentially whatever you want, but it definitely has a stigma and it, it caters more towards sex work. And, um, and she, she goes, okay, well, if you're not posting anything that you're uncomfortable with, I say, go for it. And so the next day I made an account and I posted about it on my Instagram and I, uh, yeah, it took off from there. <laughs> oh my God. That's a great story. Cause I think a lot of people have a uncomfortable feeling when it comes to like speaking about it with their parents. What was your upbringing yeah. like? Like you were, you must be close with your mom. Yeah, I think I'm pretty close with my family. There's six of us. I have three sisters. Um, I'm second oldest. And my parents are really um, open-minded. They're mm -hmm. definitely not judgmental. I mean, they're just, I think they're essentially just like, hey, if you're enjoying what you're doing and you're not hurting anyone, obviously, yeah. um, they're kind of like, you know, just go for it. And I think, so growing up, I wanted to be, a famous singer. That was my big thing. <laughs> but then I think as I got older, I moved to LA and I spent about five years there. You're in LA, aren't you? 
Yeah, I just moved back, but I moved back to NorCal for two years. Like when I started following you, I was still in NorCal. I lived here for six years, six and a half years, then moved back for two years. And I just came back like two years ago or a year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah. I kind of did a, a, I've moved back and forth, but I think I spent, we'll say roughly five years total in Los Angeles. And I think I, I moved there on a whim. I'd never visited prior, but I just had this idea of, you know, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to be a famous singer. And then the reality of LA hit, I was naive. Um, and I moved to Hollywood, like Hollywood, Hollywood. Oh Um, yes. You know, I think growing up, I romanticized it. And again, I'd never been there. So I had no, I truly had no idea what to expect. I didn't even know really what LA looked like other than just like in shows and movies kind of. Yeah. But you had never like traveled for like vacation or anything. Never. I hadn't either before I moved here. (laughs) It's wild. It kind of slaps you in the face, but so I lived in the thick of it. And so, and this is no hate towards LA at all, but what I will say from my personal experience is it really changed my perception of Mm -hmm you know, what I thought it would be like and what I thought I could handle and, and really just what I thought I would enjoy. I didn't end up enjoying it in the way that I thought I would. I know they say it's a tough business, but I think, I think it made me realize what I liked and what I don't like. And I think I realized I don't, I don't want to be famous, (laughs) um, to that degree. I think it sounds miserable. Um, You know, you hear about singers who have to take mental breaks all the time. They're like, I can't tour anymore. It's killing me. And I'm like, I don't, I already have enough, you know, mental, mental um, obstacles we'll say. And I don't want to deal with that. I just, I think it was this fantasy I had growing up. And then again, adulthood hit and I was like, yeah, this is not, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. So. I, I think when I first moved away from LA, it was that same thing. I felt it wasn't exactly what I expected. And it also almost like a little bit traumatized me when I first. Oh yeah. I was, <laughs> I was like, this place is crazy. It actually yeah. changed what I thought of men because there's a lot of, there's a lot going on, you know, the sugar daddy world, that type of thing. And I talk about that on my YouTube channel, but um it definitely traumatized me for a little bit and I had to rethink about it when I moved back and now I have a better experience here, but I can see how you can move here and think it's one thing and get here living in Hollywood, especially, and it can be not what you expect. So you wanted to be a singer, but so that kind of tying it back into success, it kind of changed what your idea and perspective on success would be because you thought you wanted to be a singer and that was success, but you looked at it and you're like, being famous isn't success to me. So what is success to you? I think, I think to me, it just isn't, it's not just about the financial side, right? So if you're famous, a famous singer, you have money (laughs) and you have attention. And I think what I learned is that to me, success is, is feeling fulfilled, but then also feeling happy a decent amount of time. Obviously we're human. We're not going to be happy all the time. It's a, it's, an emotion. We are going to feel many throughout the day and throughout our lives. And so I knew that the goal wasn't just to be happy all the time. That's just not an attainable goal. But I think just that well-rounded 
you know, healthy, happy relationships, um, the ability to have time to cultivate them. Obviously, financial stability is part of it, but not all of it. And then I think, too, just having people in my life who ground me and who care about me in a sense of like, (laughs) they actually care about me as a person. Whereas a lot of people I met in LA just wanted to like get ahead, no matter what that meant, even if it meant like walking on somebody else, they didn't care. And I didn't have that. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to treat people poorly just to, you know, become famous. So yeah, it definitely changed my perspective for sure. Did did you already have a following um, before you started OnlyFans or um, did you build that as you started? So I did. I get that question a lot because I think people want to start OnlyFans. They have this curiosity about it, but they they don't know where to start. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just really honest about it. And I I did have a bit of a following from random things like I know the Chive, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Chive account on Instagram. They have a decent amount of followers. I don't know how many million, but some of my photos were posted on Chive. And so that kind of catapulted a bit. I mean, I don't have a, it's my following's not huge, but I did have enough to where when I posted on Instagram about Mm -hmm. my OnlyFans, the day I made it, I did have quite a few people subscribe. So I did have that leg up versus somebody who doesn't have any social media following. Mm -hmm. Um, and I make that very clear because I just don't want people to think that they're going to start it and then immediately like make thousands of dollars. Yeah. I actually have, um, like I started this program where I'm teaching people how to do OnlyFans, And I always tell them like, if you don't want to do social media that you're not going to thrive in this because that's the only way to gain. So before even starting OnlyFans, I try to get them on Instagram, TikTok, everything. And I think that's mm. super important because that's the only way. There's no discover page. You're, no one's going to find you. Um, before you started doing OnlyFans, what was your career like? What, Where did you start out of high school or even in high school? Like, Where did you start to how you got to OnlyFans and what were you doing in between? Okay, so I, I'm going to back up just a bit yeah. for context. When I was in high school... I hated it. I hated the idea that we had to be stuck somewhere for eight hours a day, five days a week. And I said, I will never do this. As soon as I graduate high school, I will never work a nine to five. I mean, that was like something I, that from very early on, I was like, that's, I will never do that. I did try the college route. I was pretty close to getting my AA. Um, I'm not, I don't regret going. I, I learned, you know, a lot. However, I did drop out and I had this other crazy promise to myself of, you know what, I'm going to make a ton of money without a college degree and like prove that I could. And I think it was like this rebellious side that I think a lot of teenagers have. But my thing is I never really grew out of it. I'm 28 now and I still have this like F society type mentality of like, screw you guys. You don't need to go to college and put yourself tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt Mm -hmm. and then work your ass off to pay it off for years and years and years. And you're not going to, I, you know, I said to myself, I'm not going to be stuck somewhere. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give my time for money. And now I don't, I really don't. I mean, I have, I wake up whenever I want. I have, my schedule is very much controlled by me. Um, and so I'm, I'm proud of that. 
as far as after college, I, again, this is a, I would say a very rebellious mindset. Um, what I did, I ended up meeting a man when I was 21. Yeah. Um, and I was so desperate to get out of the small town that I grew up in. Just, I mean, desperate that I ended up seeing him. He had money. Um, surprise, surprise. And, uh, he, it kind of opened some doors. I was able to travel and I was like, okay, I need out of here. And so I, I moved to LA. He wasn't in LA, but we did keep seeing each other. Um, he had a couple different houses. Palm Springs was one of them. So I would just drive there and see him when I could. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was able to navigate quite a few years of my twenties, not having to really have a job. <laughs> I love that you're being so open and I appreciate that so much. Cause I actually have like a similar story, but I'll tell you after. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, I think, and I'm, we might jump into this later, but I will say I'm proud of what I do. And when I meet people and they ask what I do, I say, I do only fans full time. I have mm -hmm. no shame in it. However, I will say that when I was young and naive in my early twenties, like I said, freshly 21, when I, when I met this man, I think I did a lot of things that looking back, I'm still really surprised. I'm like, okay, girl, like you had a lot to learn. Um, but I think at, I would say at about 25, I started to come into myself and, um, I, I stopped dating this man and I, I, um, yeah, I think I, I like where the path led. However, yeah. it was, it was a, a bit of a crazy one. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned, like the sugar daddy thing in LA, that was something I went to fit them. And so a lot of the girls there like have sugar daddies, they come from money. So they're used to that type of life. And so I was introduced to that in, yeah, like in my early twenties or like 19 or whatever. And I had a, I didn't really like that as much. Um, and then I started working corporate, but when I really started doing social media full time was when I was actually dating a man who had money and I yeah. quit my job. And so I had a, I've talked about that on YouTube a little bit, but, um, I, yeah, so that was a similar experience. And then when I quit my job and, um, we ended up breaking up. That's actually when I found OnlyFans. So it kind of felt like it was a blessing. Like, oh, I can continue to live the lifestyle that I want. Because my the thing is, I value, like you said, you didn't want to do a nine to five job. I value having my time and my freedom to choose. So we have a similar story there. I love that. I love that. And Ugh. luckily too, for me, my family is pretty open. I don't really talk about it with my mom as much, um, OnlyFans, but she knows that I do it. And we just you know, we don't talk about it, but she's very open and minded and stuff like that. Um, so how do you deal with hate? Because I feel like a lot, a lot of things that I get is you must be traumatized to do YouTube. I mean, to do OnlyFans. So do you ever get that type of thing? Like you must be traumatized. You must have had the worst childhood. And, and did you like, tell me a little bit about that. So I think that's honestly one of the funniest conclusions people jump to because I think people just look for a way to judge. I think a lot of it stems from the jealousy of just women having the ability to, to make quite a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I get a lot, a lot of hate from angry men. I'd say 95% of the hate I get is from men and there's some women sprinkled in, but not, not really. Um, I think, 
I mean, my childhood was pretty great. Like I'm still really close with my family. I know a lot of men say you must have daddy issues. I'm like, my dad's pretty great. Every (laughs) Sunday we text about football, um, big Seahawks fan over here. And so is he, that's kind of how I became one was him. Um, yeah, I, I think that one's the funniest to me. Cause I don't I like that. I don't relate to that. <laughs> no, but I'm sure, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. There could pe- be people on the platform who got into sex work for diff, you know, we all got into it for different reasons. I've just always yeah. wanted to make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, if I can utilize my, my appearance in my youth, like why, why not? I? Yeah. Um, but no, pretty normal upbringing. I was bullied here and there in school, but I think a lot of people were, um, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Okay. My family's great, super supportive. Yeah. Um, do you get any other type of hate and how do you deal with it? Or do you just kind of ignore it and it's not there? I'm still learning how to ignore it. I, think. Oh, really? I, don't, know if I don't know if you've looked at my Instagram stories as of late, but okay. I have had a couple I have posted a couple of the hate messages I've gotten just because they still they still some of them still get to me they don't like upset me as in I get sad and I cry about it but I just I get I think what bugs me the most is that people will really spend their time sitting on the internet writing hateful messages I'm like you have to be just so pathetic to do that and so miserable and I'm always just like I can't even believe that people are like that um but for the most part no I mean Mm -hmm. I usually I'm just like okay I'm like make a ton of money (laughs) like I'm happy (laughs) well it's so worth like the some of the mean comments I'm like okay I mean you're probably just angry that I make more than you yeah and so (laughs) I'm just like whatever but yeah I mean there's occasions when when I let it affect me like I said where mm-hmm. I post about it on my Instagram story and that was something I was talking to my therapist about last week I was like I'd love to get to a place where I don't reply to a single one or yeah. let or post about a single one mm-hmm. but no, I mean I would say occasionally yeah I yeah. human <laughs> yeah so words hurt sometimes and some you know yeah. some of them you can ignore and then some of them they're just like wait that is that was too much <laughs> Right. And, but I think that comes with the territory of putting yourself out on the internet. Although I have gotten messages where I've posted about the person writing the hateful message and I'll get other people who are like, well, it comes with the territory. What do you expect? And I'm like, okay, you're being mean too. Like, just cause you're posting yeah. and putting yourself out there on the internet doesn't mean that, that people should be mean. I don't know that. I just, I just think I don't, I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand it. I like do something else with your time. I don't know, go make money. If you're mad that I'm making money, go yeah. use your time to make more money. <laughs> use your time wisely. Yeah, exactly. Oh I, I started doing this thing where I would post like the hate comments that make me laugh on my Instagram story. And I'm like, comment of the week, like love this one. And I need to stop doing it because I don't want people to like, think that you're going like, to get acknowledged for sending hate. But like some of them, like exactly. actually that's my thing. that's my thing I think I'm like okay I don't want to give them the time of day because then then it kind of gives them power right they're like oh Oh. she just posted me Mm -hmm. yeah kind of exactly what you just said and so and like people that just want to get noticed exactly yeah exactly yep the next thing I want to ask is how you measure your success and you said that 
after we were talking about um, moving from LA back, you measure it more in in your relationships with people and stuff like that. But can you um, tell me a little more about how you measure your success in both relationship wise with people and then also on like in your business, basically? Yeah, so I, I've always been, <laughs> I'm going to say business oriented, and but I would say what I probably mean by that, if I'm being transparent, is money, money oriented. I've always wanted to make money. I have, like I said, three sisters who all growing up were like, oh, I can't wait to have kids. I can't wait to get married. I never want kids. I never have. My nephews are wonderful. I don't want my own. I don't know if I want to get married. We'll see. Just not something I'm have ever been super excited about or wanted. So I've always been pretty driven by money. Uh, I grew up with parents who are wonderful, but we had financial struggles. And I just remember thinking, wow, I never want to deal with this. I never want to, you know, worry about being able to afford toilet paper. I just want to be able to go to the the store and, and buy what I need. Um, and I think because of that, I, I am pretty like frugal in a lot of ways. Um, that's good. Yeah. I think, I think I, I measured things. <laughs> How do I put this? I definitely have big goals and I am kind of a workhorse. And when I don't reach them, I'm very like, okay, what do I need to change and do to make this happen? So I, to be honest, I think when it comes to my financial situation, I'm always wanting to make more and not in a way of like, Oh, I want to be so loaded that I can go buy a brand new car and go shopping every weekend. Um, I invest almost all the money I make. So I just, I want to set myself up, um, again, so that I don't have to struggle like my parents did. Mm -hmm. I would say I'm more healthy in the way that I feel, uh, about success with relationships. I think that I focus a lot on that just because this is going to sound really like cliche or cheesy, but like, I believe that we're here like on earth to love people and to have relationships. Money is important because it affords you the ability to do things that are fun with the people you love and to travel and to, again, not, not worry so much about being able to afford to live because it's very expensive. But I think that I feel just very, very successful in the relationships I've created and and I think I'm still working on, on my financial success. I think I'm, I have goals that I want to hit before I turn 30. And I think I'm still chasing that. You, you brought up two questions in my mind. The first one being how I know you're, you're in a relationship right now, right? Yeah. Okay. So one, how was dating and finding that person like, while you also have an OnlyFans. And then the second one was, um, oh shoot, what was the last thing you said about? (laughs) Oh, and then the the other one was, uh, what do you see yourself? Because you said you wanted to set yourself up for, you know, a comfortable life in the future. Does that look like doing OnlyFans for a really long time? Does that look like, um, you know, like changing up your career in the future? Like, what does it look like for your future? And what do you want to do in the future? But let's start with the relationship question. I just wanted to get them both out so I don't forget. I'm going to take a quick sip of coffee. <laughs> oh my God, take some coffee. I'm going to get some water. I'm like, okay, so um, I got really lucky. I think my boyfriend is super open-minded. He's never judged it. In fact, he does it with me awesome <laughs> um, okay so no, i look forward to for everybody log on to her only fans i mean he enjoys it and i think 
that's really just it. I think I got lucky. He, he doesn't judge it. He's really supportive of it. Um, and I, I think he really enjoys the perks, which is that, you know, he works remotely too. So we're both home and get to spend a lot of time together. We get to travel with, you know, our schedules are so flexible. And again, since we're remote, we get to, we just got to do a lot. I think that we wouldn't be able to do if we both worked nine to fives. Um, so he's great. Um, were you, did he know as soon as you started or did you, was it something you had to tell him? He knew. So we actually, <laughs> he slid in my DMs on Instagram. Okay. Cool. And so he was aware, he was aware of what I did. Okay. He followed me for a bit. We had mutual friends and I remember he slid in my DMs years ago. He's going to love that I'm saying this. He slid in my DMs years ago when I still lived in LA because our mutual friend posted me on his story and he was like, oh my gosh. And he wrote to this friend and said, hey, put in a good word for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think much of it because I was in LA and he was in Seattle. Um, and so I never, I don't think I ever replied to his DMs or anything like that. He didn't write a ton, but he did, he did slide in there. And and then fast forward, he like had a, he dated someone, this is years ago. So he like within that time he dated someone and then they broke up and I moved up to Seattle and then the pandemic hit and he slid in again. And I was like, okay, now I'm in Seattle. Like, let's see, let's see what's up with this guy. So we hung out. Um, and so, yeah, he was fully aware pre pre hangout that I, that that's what I did full time. He had no issue. His ex actually did it as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that, okay. I kind of made it easy. I think, um, she doesn't do it full time, but I mean, she was on the platform. So yeah, he's, he's just, again, super open, um, which is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the type of people you want in your life. Just open. Yeah, I agree. I I really think I got lucky. I do. I, but, but I don't, I think because the platform has grown so much, people are becoming more accepting of it. Everyone I've met here in San Diego, which is where I live now, um, has been great. There was just, there's actually only been one girl since I moved down here who was really judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because of her religion, not that I think that's an excuse to judge. No. Love thy neighbor, right? That's what yeah. they say. But so she judged and like won't have me on social media, which is weird because we're we run in the same friend group. But other than her, I've I've been lucky. I think yeah. I don't get judged by the people in my life, which is great. Just men on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. It's always them that that's it. I mean, I feel super lucky too, because I have very open-minded friends and everybody's like, everyone's like, yes, go girl. Like, do you? Yeah, uh, that bag, sis. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, so where do you see your career going in the future? Like how long do you want to be doing this and what are the next steps or do you want to continue? Like for how long? What I have said um, to people who have asked that question since I am in my late 20s, I've always said, I'm going to ride this wave as long as I can. Um, There may come a point when I get to my, you know, we'll say mid 30s where I'm like, all right, I'm ready for it. But I'm loving it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I will say that, yeah, I would totally love to continue doing it for the next few years or more. But I, obviously don't plan on doing it forever. Um, I think my main goal in what I said earlier about investing is I'd love to start investment projects 
one of the big ones is real estate. So just buying multiple homes, Airbnb them. Um, although I was reading about that yesterday and things could change within that, that market and that Avenue. Um, with Airbnb we'll see, specifically? I'm monitoring, I'm monitoring the housing market. We'll see, but okay. regardless, there's always, there's always investment projects you can do real estate otherwise. And so, um, my goal is to just start doing that. And then as it grows, I'll move into doing that full time. But until then I will stay on OnlyFans. Perfect. I think a lot of the time I've gotten asked, you know, Oh, what are you going to do when you're 40? Like, if you're still, are you still going to be doing OnlyFans or like what happens if you can't post on OnlyFans anymore? Like last October, I think it was when they decided to take adult content off of OnlyFans and they went back on their word. Um, are you worried about any of that where things could change and you wouldn't be able to use the platform anymore? Or do, are you on other platforms that you can kind of move your audience to? Or what does that look like for you? Yeah. So I would just say as a blanket statement, no, I'm not worried. Um, unless we all die as a human race, men are always going to be horny and they're yes. always going to be looking for ways to, to, to handle that. Um, <laughs> There, even if OnlyFans goes down, because they've made billions of dollars, uh, I would expect, I would almost argue that there's for sure going to be other platforms that pop up that are just like OnlyFans, because yeah. um, it's just such a lucrative business. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other platforms already out. There's one called Honey Drip that I was on for a little bit, but with my new management team, I can't be on any other platforms. I have to be on OnlyFans exclusively. So I'm not on Honey Drip currently, but that is one that's already up and running and growing Mm -hmm. uh, pretty quickly. So I'm not worried at all, to be honest. There's always a place where actually, I think I read somewhere where um, when there's been like a depression and like where people aren't making as much money and stuff, they actually use their money for entertainment and for like porn and stuff like that. And it's it grows and thrives in times that are hard for people because it gives them that little bit of happiness. Right. Um, Yeah. I would, I would say, I mean, I think that sex work is recession proof mm -hmm. for the most part, because again, men are very (laughs) driven by sex. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so, I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't fade out when people. Yeah making less money which is it's kind of sad I'm like okay you guys like save your money but at the same time yeah it is it is my entire career so at the same time yes guys spend money but um I mean I think people probably put it on their credit card sometimes I had a guy actually quick quick side story because it's so crazy yeah I had a guy who subscribed my OnlyFans he saw me on TikTok I then I had this is back probably six plus months ago where if you paid a certain amount, I would talk to you on WhatsApp um, every day. It was kind of like the girlfriend experience, quote unquote. And um, and again, my boyfriend was fine with that because it's my job. Like it's yeah. not like I'm like I'm emotionally involved with these <laughs> men in any way at all. Yeah. Um, and so we started talking every day, me and this guy. And he would he started paying my rent every month. Nice. Um, and I do want to say. I didn't ask. I do not ever ask like, Hey, will you pay my rent? Cause at the time I could afford my rent. I was, I, you know, I was making great money. I, I in no way needed it, but he, 
I think a lot of guys have this, this desire to provide. Yeah. Um, And so I think he felt really good, like being able to provide in that Mm -hmm. way. And, and it, it, it then came out, he admitted to me after, I don't know, like months of doing this, he admitted that he was embezzling. Oh my God, this is so illegal. Like, okay. But he was embezzling. Yeah. He was embezzling money. And I was like, hold up. Like, no, no, no. First of all, you just put this in writing to me. Yeah. I don't want to be involved. No, like, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. I, yeah. And so it, it ended quickly. I'm like, I'm not going to be a part yeah. of any of this. This is so illegal. And so it's, it is interesting that even when men have no money to spend on this, yeah, they will. They yeah. will. They always will. It's mind blowing. They'll find a way. Yeah. I had some interesting experiences. Yeah. And also during the pandemic is when I started. Well, I started a little bit before, um, but the pandemic is when my OnlyFans really took off. And it was at a time when people were like lost their jobs and like, and I was like, I don't know, but my job is taken off. <laughs> so yeah. it it even proved itself then. Um how how has your success been? Has it been a uh, upwards projection? Has it, you know, fluctuated with the times? How, what does that look like? It does fluctuate quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, October, according to my new management team, um, October is one of the biggest months for OnlyFans. I think it has a lot to do with the costumes, you know, mm-hmm. how like everyone's excited for Halloween. I have I think I've bought like 20 costumes at this point, (laughs) nearly one every day. It's crazy. But I think that's exciting for men. You get a lot of role plays out of that. Um, And so I'm doing, my OnlyFans is doing well this month, but yeah, it's, it's definitely an, it ebbs and flows. I, like you said, when the pandemic hit, those were some of my biggest months um, for my OnlyFans, which was crazy because I was new to it. And so it was only like my, third or fourth month into it or something like that very early on that I suddenly came into a ton of money and I'm like wait this is like this is crazy it was so it was really exciting and I think I'm fortunate that I got into it at the age I did um and I can't speak for everyone but I will say that if I had gotten into OnlyFans when I was like 21 22 I would not have handled my money the way that I do now. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that I'm in it right now because I, even when I started a couple of years ago with OnlyFans, I've been in the mindset of like, okay, you gotta, you gotta invest this. You gotta save it. I just sold my car recently. It was like a 2013 Volkswagen Jetta. I paid it off years ago, but it started having some issues and I was like, I'm not going to hold on to this. Like it can go. And so now I just share a car with my boyfriend. Like he just, he essentially drives me around, but I yeah, just sold so my I, car too. Like, a oh few, really? yeah, like three months ago. And I share a car with my wife. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. So it's honestly, we don't, I just haven't, we haven't hit a point yet where I'm like, Oh, I wish I still had a car. Like yeah. I just haven't needed it. And it's just such a big expense. Yeah. So I mean, I'm really it, in the mindset of saving and, and building wealth. Mm-hmm. There's little things I've gotten some work done. So, you know, I'm not saying that I'm a penny pincher, but for the most part, I handle money a lot better than I used to. Mm-hmm. I think that's something people don't realize when they think of an OnlyFans creator is that 
first off, there's a whole business that goes on behind just posting, you know, whatever type of pictures on the internet. There's a whole business, but then also what you do with your money. And when you started, it was, you said it was also like right before the pandemic. It was. Yeah. Okay. And were you like already right away? Like, okay, I need to save all this. And, and, and did you know how to invest or did you look into it or what was that journey like? Yes. So right when I started, I was already in the mindset, thank God of like, okay, you need to be smarter with this than you were when you were in your early twenties dating a rich guy. (laughs) You need to handle this better if you want to have like a set future at all. Cause obviously you can't be on OnlyFans forever, or maybe you can, I don't know. There could be 70 year olds on there. I mean, whatever, Um, (laughs) but I don't want to be into it forever. And so, I mean, I, I was already, I was already in that mindset. I would say. And you knew like how to invest. Did you have to look into it right then or no, not at all. No, I I have some friends of mine who are into it. So I got a lot of insight from them. And then I did um, hire a financial advisor, which I know some people would argue against because they do take a cut of whatever you're investing. But I'm until I'm more financially literate, and I am taking courses right now, but until I am, I'm going to just keep him around just because I've learned a lot through him and he doesn't take very much money. So I don't, obviously as time goes on, I want to get to a point where I don't need a financial advisor, but I think it's been really helpful right now because I knew nothing. They don't teach you any of this in school. You have to learn on your own unless you're lucky enough to have parents who, who, invest and mine mine don't really I have one last question and the last thing is if there's any piece of like key advice that you could give to someone else whether that's um obviously just in any sort of business or in OnlyFans specifically if there's any like your top best key advice that you could give to somebody for success consistency Mm -hmm. just consistency in every way marketing consistency um, paying attention to social media platforms, which ones are easiest to grow on. Um, I think it's such an easy concept, right? It's one word consistency, but I think there are so many people who I've told that to, who then will make an OnlyFans and then go on it once a week Yeah. or they'll say, okay, but I don't really know how to use TikTok. I don't really go on Twitter. And I'm like, you have to change that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be consistent on all platforms and pay attention to, what's happening with all of them if you ever want to grow yeah okay now it just spiral one more question (laughs) what does your consistency look like because you said that you like to travel a lot you kind of make your own schedule do you still do you work every day or do you work kind of like bundle and then like you know schedule everything out like what does your kind of schedule look like so I managed my own OnlyFans for about a year and a half. And then I switched over to having management teams help me. I've had three teams total. Mm-hmm. The one I'm currently with, who I signed on with um, September 1st. So I'm pretty new with, with working with them. But they, I have never been more busy in my OnlyFans career than with these guys because mm-hmm. of their the weight that they put on marketing tactics on other social media platforms. So you're not just having to create OnlyFans content every week. You're having to create a ton of TikToks. You're having to create Twitter content and 
Instagram content. And it's, it's a lot. It is, it's a lot, (laughs) but the return on investment with that, I mean, I'm making more money with them than I did on my own. Mm -hmm. And then I did with the other previous management teams who didn't really have quite the, the, the workload that they placed on the creators. And so I'm busy. I, I do create my own schedule. If I wake up and I don't say I'm having a little mental health day and I just do not have it in me to put makeup on, get ready and act sexy. (laughs) I won't, I won't. I just, I mean, I definitely do prioritize like my mental and physical health, but I've, I've been good at being able to delegate, you know, the, the time that I need to create content and everything's due like every Monday. So I've been good at, um, I've been good at it, I think. Yeah. And you just kind of find the time within your week and, and figure it out as you go. Like every week kind of looks different. Every week looks different, but I, yeah. And, and I think it's a lot of fun too. I mean, I think something I realized with signing on with this team is I enjoy being busy. I think I wasn't enough in the past. Um, you know, there's things you're going to dislike about every job and every team, but overall, I'm glad that they're wanting me to, to make quite a bit of content because it, it is helpful, I think, to be busy. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for jumping on this podcast. Uh, I feel like I really got to know you as a person and I hope like the audience does as well. And I think you're amazing. I love all your content on Instagram and TikTok. I think it's very, very tasteful too. I think it's really, really pretty stuff. So everyone go check her out. If you want to, um, shout out your pages, um, please do that now and also link it all down below. Okay. Thanks so much. Um, I think the, the main one is just the Instagram. I am Bentley. Um, and then my only fans is Bentley official and it's B it's Bentley is B E N T L E E. Um, as far as TikToks, I'm getting banned left and right. All the girls yeah. are that I on the team. So I just, I don't even have one right now. <laughs> so I can't shout that out, shout that out. And then Twitter is just Bentley official as well. But other than that, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.